This week begins the end of an era, or well, I guess the, I don't know, is the end of an era. Um, I hope it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> the end of the era of Squirrel Nuts? No, no, no. Uh, well, Squirrel Nuts will go away, but a different name will come in. Uh, no, uh, this week I I went to Toys R Us for the last time. Oh, Toys R Us. Toys R Us. And also Babies R Us. And uh, so, yeah, I heard on the radio going to work on Monday that the all the stores would be closing by Friday and most of them would be closing earlier because there's nothing left. And uh, to to the radio announcer's credit, yeah, there was pretty much nothing left when I went in there. Uh, everything was like at least 60 percent off, I think, if not yeah. more. And so I decided to go in kind of as, you know, as a. As a bit of nostalgia, uh, I hadn't been in a Toys R Us in years, but I, as a kid, I fucking loved Toys R Us. I, I would, I would be the best behaved kid when I when we went to the town that had it, uh, because I knew if I was, I could usually convince my parents to go there, and oh, I'd yeah. get something, uh, usually a wrestling action figure or a video game, because video games were cheaper back then. <laughs> but I decided to go in, and uh, it was. It was bittersweet because, again, you know, I got to go into Toys R Us for the last time, but also uh, it was a wreck in there. Oh, no. Aisles were taped off uh, with, like, caution tape, like, don't go down this. Um, Again, everything was gone. That must have been where they had all the Nickelodeon slime. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I did, though, end up finding a few things uh, that that were useful. Um, One, the hall? One of the is three items for... Originally, they they're probably around like a hundred and twenty dollars, and I got them for about forty, so nice. pretty pretty good deal. Uh, I got a Rubik's cube, which I've been still trying to solve. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a Nintendo Switch controller charger, nice, which is pretty good, and then I got a a drone that uh, was broken. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing though that made me really laugh the most. <laughs> And it was definitely an error on whoever was ordering the toys the week that they got all this. There was two items uh, that there was just an absolute abundance of, like hundreds of these items. And they're not like small things. They're pretty big things, like in terms of price. Um, (laughs) One is a video game and one is a franchise uh, franchise toy, I guess. any any stab in the dark of what those might be? Um, was one of them Porgs? No, it's it's a franchise that's been around since we were kids. Floam? No, <laughs> no. It's um, it's it's a pretty expensive. I mean, I think it was originally like seventy dollars. Is it like a Connects or Mm-mm. like a Hot Wheels? Mm-mm. Power Rangers? It's Power Rangers. It was a Power Rangers Ninja Storm Megazord. That's like the box is like f- probably like four foot by. Oh my feet. god! It's big. It's an actual That's Megazord. As big as a kid. Yeah, and it it you transform right into stuff. And there was there was literally hundreds of them. There was two aisles full of them, and then there's like two middle things that had just like stacked like taller than me of them. There was so many. And I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Who ordered those?" <laughs> the other one, uh, take a shot in the dark in the video game. Um, Minecraft. <laughs> no, it's it's a game that did not do very well. 
uh, I don't know, Lego Star Wars? <laughs> no, those do well. Uh, Tony, Hawk, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 for the PlayStation 4. There was one, you know, like the DVD. They made one of those? Oh, yeah, they made it. Um, and apparently they ordered this again. This was probably for every one of those Megazords. There was at least two of the Tony Hawk Pro Skaters. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, the uh, like Walmart bins. Yeah. That have like DVDs oh, in them. No. There was like one of those and then like another half of like a, just like a, a table of them. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? And I don't know how much they were because I wasn't going to buy either of those things. I, I actually did debate on the Megazord just because I haven't owned a Megazord since I was like seven. <laughs> you should have bought the Tony Hawk game. No. <laughs> it was awful. It got the worst reviews of a game that, I, that I've seen in a long time. But I just... I just couldn't believe that, like, whoever, when, when a store is open, um, you, a lot of times you can, like, hide those or you usually, like, kind of sell those or do a markdown. But when a store is closing, you can clearly sh- see that someone really messed up their ordering. <laughs> uh, they're probably pissed. That's why they're closing, because they bought too many Tony Hawks. <laughs> Tony Hawks and, and Power Rangers Ninja Storm Megazords. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my trip to... to uh, to Toys R Us for the last time. I'm kind of bummed I missed it. I was thinking about going over there uh, to see what they see what I could see, but it sounds like all I missed was nothing. Yeah, so. there, there was there was some random like there's a bunch of Funko Pops, but oh, they were course. all of like random characters. Like there's even Marvel characters I don't remember, and I'm like okay. Um, they also had a couple of uh, Dark Tower action figure figures of Matthew McConaughey. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they made action figures. <laughs> <laughs> then they had a few Star Wars things that. Weren't really that cool. Oh, they had a ton of those, uh, you know, pie in the face games. Oh yeah, that's a fun. They had a they had a ton of those. I uh, played that uh, a couple of years ago with my young cousins, and they yeah. fucking loved it because they <laughs> love they're sadists. <laughs> Could you put shots on that and and play a shot game with it? it? Would you would get the shot in your eyeballs? Probably, <laughs> which you know, been there. Yeah. But, no, nah, it's 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 a fun game. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty. It's for children. But, mm-hmm. You know, everyone likes getting a little whipped cream on their face. <laughs> That's the title of this week's episode. Whipped cream on your face. Is this episode fifty? Fifty. Fifty episodes of the SoCo. Five oh. Good lord. Uh, well, as you know, as the name suggests, the SoCo show is co-hosted by Squirrel Nuts mm. and. Seth Ott, we are joining you here for the 50th time. Uh, it's actually kind of hard to believe. That's a lot of fucking episodes. That's a lot of time <laughs> wasted. <laughs> not wasted. Um, spent. A lot of time spent on behalf of our, ourselves and uh, you, the listener. So thank you for joining us for episode 50. A lot of fun stuff. We're going to get into some news. We're going to review some shit, as always. Uh, we're going to play some games here soon. We're going to hear from either the Iron Sheik or from Gary Busey. In just a second, uh, fifty episodes, Seth. Though that's that's a, uh, I think I think that's something that we could be proud of, right? Yeah, it's a good stopping point. Yeah, we should just stop <laughs> here. Um, maybe we'll do two. Bye. More. What do you say to doing two more, and then maybe we'll stop, <laughs> or we could stop. Maybe we will just end it now. That's it. Thanks, yeah. thanks, folks, for listening. So close. Really appreciate it all the time. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Speaking of the fucking bye, Michelle Wolf, that little fucking whore. Hey, that's really fucking mean. Uh, I know. No, what she's funny, say, but she stole my catchphrase. You watch? Well, you haven't watched her show because no one watches her show. I watch it. I watch, yeah, you watch, watch it. When I met you, as in the listener, because uh, oh. we have one. Yeah, Dan. Um, but uh, yeah, she stole my catchphrase. I don't know that it was completely original when you did it. It was. <laughs>
I don't know. Um, what we're what are we what are we doing? This show has gone on for too long. We got to get to uh, either some some Gary Busey or some Iron Sheik. Let's find out who we got this week. What's it gonna be? I call you a punk. The Sheik is back and he's pissed because oh. we didn't pick him last week. Oh yeah. He's real mad. He says, in just a few minutes, you are fucked. Hashtag things never said in Jurassic Park. I haven't seen Jurassic Park, but I have a feeling that Sheik knows what he's talking about. He definitely does. I want to I want to be clear. I've seen Jurassic Park. I've not seen Jurassic World. Good. Good. Okay. Uh, so we got the Sheik. <laughs> what did he say? Say it again. I forgot it. In just a few minutes, you are fucked. Hashtag things never said in Jurassic Park. So now I'm really confused, actually, because if that's a thing never said in Jurassic Park, that's a thing never said most of the time ever. You know what, Cody? Fuck you and your fucking jabroni selfie. Hashtag National Selfie Day. Okay, that one's more acceptable. This has been Cheek Tweets. <laughs> I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box down below. That's going to get you 30 days and your first audiobook for free. Afraid. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Soko. All kinds of great titles out there. Um, check them out for yourself. Millions of books, pretty much any book you can think of. Uh, get it in and listen to it because reading's for chumps. <laughs> All right. After that uh, quick and shameless plug, let's play some fucking games. For a whole year, I concentrated equally on two things fucking and cock flavored lollipop. Oh, yeah, sex. Rip, torn, or dirty porn. <laughs> The game that's sweeping the nation and the sounder that is sweeping the nation even faster. <laughs> I thought it was like, you're as useful as a poopy flavored lollipop. The poopy flavored is the edited version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. And here we are in cock flavored lollipop I land. I guess so. I didn't know there was even an edited and unedited version. Of... I didn't either because I went looking for the poopy flavored lollipop and what I got was cock. Cock. <laughs> I hate when you go look for poop and you just get some cock. Ugh, been there. Yeah. All right. Rip torn and dirty porn is... This Persian slash character, rip torn and dirty porn, Jack Slayer. <laughs> Jack Slayer. <laughs> Jack Slayer. Uh, okay, I'll give you my train of thought. Jack Slayer is either a very stereotypic porn name because, <laughs> uh, you know, he slays, or it's the name of like a pretty tough like action hero. I have not known Rip Torn to play that kind of role, so I'm going to go with. Jack Slayer as a porn name. So it's Jack's Slayer. I said it kind of quickly. Ah. So. And yes, it is a porn name. It's a porn name. Oh, yeah. See, I had to let Sex. you win. Sex. <laughs> I had to let you win one so that uh, you'd feel better when you lose the next game. Oh, I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> I do know that I'm now, what is it, four and one? Yeah, you're, you're doing pretty well. Dirty porn. Doing I'm just well. saying I know everything there is to know. <laughs> About ripped torn movies, yeah, and dirty porn movies. Um, and I, 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 so just just so you uh, know what movies Jack Slayer is. Oh been yeah, in. what's his filmography? Uh, he was in My Slutty Valentine Part One, <laughs> Principal Photography, which the 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 uh, thumbnail for that one is definitely a uh, a nice hot principal getting rammed. Of course. And finally, happiness is a warm bum. Actually, I agree with that. <laughs> and also, that thumbnail is a bum covered in cum. Ew. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Ew. Let's get to a more wholesome game. I'm of course, ta- I'm of course talking about the new release, Rectal Exam. 
All right, new release practical exam for those who don't remember. Uh, this is a game where Cody will lose. Uh, we have, for the month of July, I have a director of a movie coming out in July. Uh-huh. I have an actor slash actress for a movie coming out in July. Uh-huh. And finally, I have a release date for a movie coming out in July. Of course. Um, you'll get one hint to use throughout the entirety. Okay. All right. Which would you like first? Uh, give me first... Give me first an actor. Well, in this case, it is an actress. Okay. Give and me an it actress. Is, it is Nev Campbell. Uh, Nev Campbell is in Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Yeah. Starring The Rock. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, you are. I'm probably going to see it. I'm one for one. All right. What's next? Uh, give me Nev Campbell. I, that's a, that's, okay. I knew that one. <laughs> um, give me a director. Christopher McQuarrie. Oh, that's Mission Impossible, baby. <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, to be clear, it is um, Macquarie. Yeah, Chris. Well, no. Um, Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, okay, is the movie. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do this. Give me the release date. July twentieth. Okay. Um, and I get a hint. I have a hint to use. Uh huh. I will take a hint. So this, the hint is either is it at the first movie or is it a sequel? This is a sequel. Oh fuck. I know what's coming out that weekend, and they're all sequels. <laughs> yes. You piece of shit. <laughs> this is so unfair. Um, oh, you're such a cocksucker, because I, even if I'm right, you're going to say I'm wrong, or you could. Equalizer 2. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Mama Mia. Mama Mia, you Here piece we of go shit. again. You fuck you, Seth. I'm right. <laughs> this game is fucking bullshit. Oh. There's three sequels coming out that week. There, there's yeah. Equalizer, Mamma Mia, and um, Unfriended is that same weekend. Oh, that is too. I didn't yeah, even think about that. Yeah, you suck. Yeah. I would, I'd be willing to bet that you wrote down Equalizer <laughs> but too. But I didn't. Uh, you can come look at it right now. You fucking suck, Seth. <laughs> this game is ridiculous. I even told you that Equalizer 2 would not be involved in this. What? No, weeks, you didn't. Weeks ago, yeah. You probably don't remember, but I definitely told you that. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna come up with games with that cheat. That cheat. I'm gonna come up with games that cheat. Here, here's the thing. How about um, Seth? Guess the movie coming out next month that stars a white person. <laughs> oh, whatever. Wrong. It's the other one. <laughs> this game fucking sucks. All right, fine, fine, fine. I'll play by your bullshit rules and I'll win next month. If it was, I didn't know it was a guessing game. You're the one that was looking at your phone for about ten minutes before we. <laughs> Yeah, and you picked the the day that has every movie coming out so I that did. I could guess 50-50 and you just picked the other uh, one. Hey, I'm just surprised you got Nev Campbell. Oh, uh, of course I knew Nev Campbell. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> I know I know who you know she is, who she is. I just didn't think you'd know that she was in that movie because mm-hmm. you don't watch the trailer. Yeah, but I follow The Rock on Instagram and he talks about it a lot. Okay. Anyway, I'm living. And I gave and I gave you a, a damn layup with with uh, the Mission Impossible director. Well, yeah, because you knew that you couldn't lose because you were going to cheat at the end. <laughs> I, no. You suck. And the hint is bullshit. Because all of them, that didn't, the hint didn't even but help normally, because they're all sequels. Normally, it, it, it will help. No, it doesn't. Mm. It didn't even help last time. And Mamma Mia is the first build on that week. Um, so, suck it. You suck, Seth. <laughs> Let's, I'm, fuck, I'm furious. We got to get into something else. What is there to talk about? Sports! <laughs> And boom goes the dynamite. Not a lot going on in the sports world, at least not on the American side this week. Um, But as uh, most of you know, the World Cup 
is going on. The FIFA World Cup, of course, bringing together all of the best, uh, well, football slash soccer, however it is you want to describe it, players from uh, countries all over the globe, and uh, we don't care at all about it. So we're going to instead go to our one of our favorite sports correspondents to hear a word from him. I call you a punk. Respect the Mexico. They beat the Raisin Balls South Korea. Boom. Go Mexico. Eat shit South Korea. Raisin uh, Balls. Raisin Balls. Uh, is that racist? Probably. <laughs> We're not going to take the time to noodle on that. This was a bonus chic tweet. I call you a punk. Not allowed in sports. Let's move on to video games. Video games. Whoa. Do you have something? Because I don't. You don't have anything? <laughs> no. Okay, so it turns out there's no news in video <laughs> games this week. Of course, we're still, um, st- everyone's still, of course, uh, trying to digest all of that E3 yeah. information uh, that came out over the last week. I will say, uh, for the purposes of filling uh, a little bit of the segment here, um, I did see that uh, next month during July, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy remasters will be coming out for Xbox 360. Or, sorry, for Xbox One. So, wow, I'm going if, back about 10 years. Huh? Yeah, so if you're an Xbox One owner like myself, uh, make sure you pick that one up uh, coming up in July. X-Bone. X-Bone, indeed. Uh, not a lot of news in those two realms this week. Let's move on to television. That's what she said. TV. I know we're going to get to a TV corner in just... Two a, TV corners, two, you bastard. Two TV corners in just a bit. Um, but let's start with some news. What do you got for us? Well, I got a, got a whole handful, a little hodgepodge of news. A whole bunch of uh, premieres got got announced last week slash today. Uh, we'll start uh, in the realm of the NBC. Doo, doo, doo. Uh, I know one show you watch, Good Place. Uh, I do. I need to get season two. Season two? Yeah, I, I think it's watch- on is it on Netflix now? I don't think it's on Netflix yet. Or will yet. be soon, probably. Uh, I have seen season one, waiting on season two. I'm ex- I'm expecting for you to tell us when season three is going to come out. Season three, yes, will be coming out September 27th. That's a good day. So get ready for that. Also in September, coming out two days before, is This Is Us season three. Uh, so uh, it's good It's good placement in the week because This Is Us comes out earlier. You can get your tears out and then a uh, good place to make you happy. There you go. Uh, then going over to Netflix, uh, we got <laughs> exactly we got uh, one show that'll be coming out the day after my birthday. A little bit of a birthday present for me, uh, Ozark season two. One show I really enjoyed last year, so uh, that will be a good premiere date for me. And then BoJack Horseman season five was announced today Ugh. in a nice. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny actually. Someone had tweeted at him, uh, tweeted at the BoJack account, and they were like. Oh, when's season five coming already? And and uh, the account re- replied back, congratulations, you're the one millionth person to ask that. It's coming out <laughs> September 14th. Now stop asking me. <laughs> and then and then a Netflix uh, executive tweeted at Bojack and was like, you're not supposed to tell, not supposed to tell anyone. And they went back and forth. Uh, it's kind of funny. I liked it. Okay, that's kind of funny. I still don't care about that show, but it's well because you suck. Mm-hmm. And that is it for premiere dates. Um, and a little bit more of Netflix news though. Dear White People was renewed for season three. Very excited about that. Uh, very interested to see what where they go in season three. Uh, they could go a lot of different directions, so I'm I'm very intrigued. I want to know as soon as this comes out. A couple uh, more pieces of casting news here, actually. 
Uh, it was announced last week or a couple of weeks ago that Andy Lincoln, Andrew Lincoln, will be leaving The Walking Dead uh, after season nine. Uh, and they also announced that joining season nine will be uh, in some parts. Uh, John Bernthal as Shane. So that's right. Has a lot of people speculating that there'll be some flashback type stuff or maybe some like future vision type stuff or dream sequences, that type of stuff. So uh, interesting. I, I like Shane and I like John Bernthal quite a bit. So it'll be fun to see him. And I hope this kind of wraps up everything that we talked about. Crazy now with how many seasons there have been. Like he was in a small percentage of the show now. Yeah. And well, season he's one still, and two. Kind of a, still kind of a fan favorite. So interesting. Because those uh, are the good seasons. Yeah. Another bit of casting news here. Uh, we talked about in the past the Watchmen show on HBO. The, That's right. I have high hopes for this. Yeah. I really do. Well, you might have even more high hopes with this casting news. Jeremy Irons joins the cast of Watchmen. Ah. He's the first official cast announcement. Jeremy Irons, of course, of the Lion King fame, of course, was the voice of Scar. Uh, most recently, he was in the Terrible Justice League movie. <laughs> but uh, I like him. And uh, I don't know much about this uh, series coming up. I don't know how it will relate to the movie or the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeremy Irons is cool. I mean, that's really all there is to say about it. <laughs> He's cool, and uh, I have high hopes for the show. Yeah, good actor. So we'll see. Uh, maybe a show I I give a shot because I, I do enjoy when like stuff like this, superhero shows, things like that, get more time to kind of tell their story. I mean, it's proven with the with the Marvel shows on Netflix that. You give give a show like that, you know, amount of time and kind of freedom like that, they can they can turn out well if you're not Iron Fist. A <laughs> um, couple more pieces of news, and we'll get into the corner. Uh, it was announced this week, kind of a no duh thing, that the uh, Roseanne spinoff show will be happening at ABC. I think ten episodes in 2019. I think it's 2019. I can't remember, uh, but it's the Connors, is what it'll be called. So basically, everyone but Roseanne. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be really interesting. Um, as a follow-up to the Roseanne stuff, apparently she's been really just complaining and apologetic about what she did and stuff on mm-hmm. some podcasts and stuff. So, And I think actually recently Jerry Seinfeld came to her defense and said it was probably unnecessary for them to fire her. Yeah. Uh, which, I don't know, I, I think it was ABC kind of covering their asses. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, but um, I don't know. Uh, fuck you, Roseanne, I guess. I hope that the Connors show does well. I think there's a place for a show like that uh, if it doesn't have shitty mm-hmm. Roseanne in it. So uh, we'll see. I'm very, very intrigued to see what kind of ratings this gets, to be honest. I bet it'll get good ratings, at least at first. Uh, I mean, you have John Goodman, who everyone loves, and uh, the I can't remember. The, she's on, She's on. I think, The View or The Talk or whatever. She's the girl who kind of got – Sarah Gilbert, I think, is her name. I think that's right. Um, she Darlene. She, yeah, she kind of got this all going. Uh, in the first place with the Roseanne revival. So uh, it's cool that she's going to get to continue her efforts and that the crew and everyone still gets to work and, and all that. So at least people at least t- tune in for first episode, I assume. We shall see. And then finally we got a something I didn't even know was out. I saw the trailer for The Sinner Season 2, which uh, is still being billed as a, a limited event, but whatever. Uh, I was very nervous when they announced this that it was going to ruin kind of the story that happened already. But I, my worries were were subsided by seeing this trailer because instead of focusing still on Jessica Biel, who's very clearly in the trailer an executive producer this year, this season, <laughs> um, they are going to another person with this, and it's going to be a kid, a young boy, who murdered someone and trying to figure out why and what what happened with them psychologically and, and all that stuff. And Bill Pullman will still be the, the who was in the first season as the detective uh, guy. He will be reprising his role and, and he's going to kind of be the driving force going forward. So 
uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited, very excited. I think this is probably the perfect way for them to do this. I know that you had to express some concerns uh, when they announced the second season that, like you said just now, they're going to ruin Jessica Biel's story. But is this more in line with what you uh, are you more excited now that you know that this is what they're doing? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's definitely the way to go because it's it was such a wrapped up storyline by the end of the first season that them talking about a second season. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. But with it being a more of like an anthology type thing as opposed to a continuous story. I, and, but you'll still get a few connecting pieces with Bill Pullman's character because he did have a separate storyline away from Jessica Biel. I think it'll just enough connective tissue there that it'll be entertaining. I like it. I like it. Like a, like a bit of muscle hanging off the end <clears throat> of a bone, there will be some connective tissue between seasons one and two of The Sinner. And that's coming out when? Can we expect that? They didn't say, but I think it, it'll be sometime, I'm assuming, in September, August, September. That's when the first season came out. So, Cool. Well, we'll stay tuned. Uh, the Center Season 1, by the way, uh, did get a recommendation from Seth way back mm-hmm. in the TV corner. Uh, so check that out if it's you have It's also hitting yet. Netflix this month. So Very good. I might have to get that on my own queue yeah. from the sounds of it. It's pretty exciting. and uh, may check that out before Season 1. Before we jump into the TV corner, just wanted to put in a good word for the latest season of New Girl. I finally was able to catch that. Over the weekend, of course, it is the farewell season. Just eight episodes. Bye. Um, I won't. Uh, I won't say much about it because I know Seth, you covered it in the TV corner a little while back, um, and it was good. I enjoyed it. I think that they stayed true to the vibe of New Girl in general. Um, the storylines were a little different because just the, of the nature of of where each of the characters is. Um, there's, of course, a time jump, and so. Uh, it was good. I, I thought that the, the comedy was there. The relationships were there. There was just enough feeling. And the farewell at the very end was was perfect, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very well done and a very good wrap-up to one of my favorite shows of the last uh, five to ten years or so, New Girl. So Until if, it gets revived. Until it gets revived. So if you haven't seen uh, the latest season of New Girl, go do it. Um, if you've never watched New Girl, highly recommend you go check that out. Most uh, Almost all of it. Everything but the last season is available on Netflix now. So go check out New Girl. Uh, if Seth didn't convince you, um, add my recommendation onto his and, and go check that one out. Well, enough of me reviewing shit. Let's get to the real thing. It's the TV corner. That's a my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! Woo indeed. All right. So I got a couple. Well. <laughs> got a <laughs> meat. Wow. <laughs> it's got a, I don't know where that what just happened there. My leg. <laughs> um, got a couple of shows that ended within the last uh, couple of weeks. Supergirl, uh, the final episode of this latest season came out uh, the day after we did our record our last episode. So it's been a little over a week. Well, it'll be almost two weeks by the time this episode drops. But uh, figured I would do it anyway. Uh, and it'll be very short. Um, Supergirl, I think it's season three. Yeah. Season three. Uh, this season focused on a new super-powered baddie named Rain, who was sent to Earth shortly after uh, Supergirl was, uh, Kara was, uh, in, in a similar ship. She had basically been, been dormant in a uh, woman who ended up becoming friends with Kara before she Rain was brought to life um named sam and so she was she's a human 
that inside of her, this you know, like this weird head chamber thing, this rain, nice. rain uh, person uh, is laying dormant, as I said earlier. And uh, she is she was supposed to come out when she was 18. But for whatever, I think what the what the storyline was, is that uh, the same girl got pregnant when she was really young and it delayed this rain coming out was how they explained it. Anyway, rain was sent there to uh, turn Earth into Krypton, essentially, and and so that those people could live and rule the Earth and all that stuff. And so this this season, uh, I don't know. Supergirl is is definitely my least favorite show on all the CW shows. <laughs> it's uh, I like I like uh, Melissa Benoist quite a bit. I, I I think she's I think she's good, and she's she definitely fits the role well. But the storylines in the show are just. As opposed to some of the other CW shows, it just doesn't seem to go anywhere most of the time. Um, I mean, the, this rain thing was around for the entire season. They didn't have a whole lot of didn't have a whole lot of uh, intermittent baddies throughout the entire time. Kind of like how Flash does. There's a lot of like the you know this uh, villain of the week, but they're still the main one, big mm-hmm. bad. Um, there's not a whole lot of that in, in Supergirl, so it just feels like the whole thing's dragging on for a while. Um, they did have a few storylines pop in here and there with like. Uh, the nerd guy named Wynn, uh, he had to deal stuff, steal stuff with his dad. Uh, we had a few things with, uh, James Olsen slash guardian, uh, him, him being a hero. And then, uh, the Monel, who is the, the love interest last season, who apparently is actually dating the actors, dating Melissa Benoist in real life, Benoist oh. in real life. So that's kind of interesting to hear, but, um, they, uh, he he came back to Earth after leaving last season with the Legion, and so there was a, a lot of like love triangle storyline going on, which was dumb. Uh, as a whole, I mean, I only watch it basically just because it connects with everything. Uh, if it wasn't connecting with everything, I probably wouldn't watch it. Um, but they do enough of the the crossovers and stuff that it still makes sense to watch it. Uh, and and some of the stuff is kind of cool, like action wise. But otherwise, I mean, if unless you're like super invested in the CW shows, you can skip Supergirl at this point. Um, they don't even do enough tie-in like with with Superman. Like I figured they'd do more of him this season, and I don't think he's in it at all. So I don't know. Um, skip it if you're a CW fan and and are tired of watching it. Just get rid of it. Unless you're a huge CW fan, then I guess keep going. There you go. It's a stinker. Don't smell it. <laughs> I think you have a. Uh, I hope I hope a better show coming up in the second half of the TV corner. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, the second show. Yes, uh, it is uh, a hobo channel. It's not show. TV. It's HBO. <laughs> it's the Hobo Network. Uh, Westworld season two. Um, I will just say it is easily the most confusing season of television I've ever watched, <laughs> um, which is pretty apparent by what you'll read on social media. But yeah, so Westworld season two um, picks up kind of where the last season ended uh, with the robots kind of starting to take over the robots were starting to take over and realizing that they are robots and so they it's really because the show is a full of spoilers and b so damn confusing uh, i don't really want to spoil anything with it i'll kind of fo- focus more on really the some of the, the aesthetics of the show um in terms of like the acting um of course, you have some really, really good actors in this show. It's a packed cast. Uh, yeah, it really is. Evan Rachel Wood, uh, Tessa Thompson, Jimmy Simpson. Ed, is that Ed Harris? 
yes, the old guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I because I know he directs a bunch of stuff, so I always feel like, oh, he doesn't act anymore. But <laughs> um, yeah. So Ed Harris, who's great. Um, who the fuck am I leaving out? James Marsden. James Marsden's in it. He's fine, but um, he's not in a ton of it actually. Um, Anthony Hopkins, of course. Uh, I don't know who plays the main, who plays Bernard, but he's great. His name is escaping me, but he's yeah. a famous actor. He played I, Felix in Casino Royale. And then uh, the actress who plays Maeve as well. Like, she's she's a pretty well-known actress, and if I said her name, you'd know it, but escaping me right now too. But a lot of really good actors, uh, some really, really good performances who build up these characters quite a bit. Uh, it's impressive what they have to do as well because they do have to – These, I mean these characters, A, have changed a ton since season one uh, because of the situation they're in now. And, uh, I mean, they did, they did, ha- they also, because there's a lot of flashback stuff, they do have to even go back into those, those characters and kind of play several parts of those characters throughout the, throughout the season. So it's pretty impressive. It's, uh, it's definitely entertaining to watch just the performances alone. Uh, also the, the music and the, the visuals of the show are really incredible, uh, because they're, I mean, they shoot out, it looks like they shoot out in like a desert type area, what looks like old West, um, they're able to do so many different shots and uh, different colors with with the show. They even uh, kind of introduced a widescreen, uh, which plays into the story, but there's like a widescreen um, shots this season as well. So it goes from, you know, your entire screen format to a widescreen like you're watching a movie, um, which is pretty interesting. And that, that, like I said, that plays into the story that I don't want to spoil. And then, yeah, the music too. I mean, they... There, there's this one song that's always played in a, in a certain bar that always I'm like, oh, that's that always gets me just because it reminds me of certain scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the theme song I also I also love too. It's just like a piano playing and kind of gets louder and louder as it goes. Um, but they do, and then they do a really good cover of Paint It Black, which they did in the first season. Oh, I love that song. Um, so yeah, the just the, the music is really great uh, as well. Um. As for the story, it is very, very confusing, very convoluted at times. And it, it's a show that I had to, after almost every episode, kind of read to follow up with the timeline and know where we're at because it does jump. The story jumps times constantly uh, throughout the season where you never really know where you're at. Um, they reveal bits and pieces of the story, but you have to really pay attention and, and if not, really read up on it afterwards. Uh, I listened to a to like a 10-minute ending explained video uh, today as well to understand the finale so it there there's a lot it's it's not a show that you can just watch casually and have fun with because there there's also some very deep uh and very uh emotional type stuff that happens in the show too so you're you're going to connect to it I, I think following the journey these characters have gone on so far is is pretty cool as well so um yeah it's it's a show to pay attention to and and really invest in uh, I am also excited f- to see where the next season goes. Uh, they have already been renewed for season three, and the way the finale ended uh, has made me, has made me very very excited for a season three and kind of what wh- where they're going to go with this with the uh, the characters left and and kind of um, how they're going to expand the really the universe of it all. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm I'm excited. I, I did like it though as a whole. Uh, just in in terms of the season, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the twists and turns. I'm I'm a fan of those in movies and TV, in general. So having a show that does something new and original uh, in terms of what you see on TV, because I think it is a book originally. So yeah. Um, but you 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 know you know you don't see this stuff on TV very often. So yeah, if you're if you're a fan of the first season, definitely 
you know, pick up. If you haven't watched it before, I'd recommend you know, starting from the beginning and, and kind of binging it through. So I've caught a few episodes of Westworld. I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I watch it, but I have seen quite a bit of it. And you, you are right. The, the, just the production value of this is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, it must be incredibly expensive to make, but it's really, really well made. It mm-hmm. looks, it looks, sounds, and is acted and put together and shot as well as any movie I've seen. Um, the talent involved is insane, and yeah, it, it's, yeah, I, I, I've not seen enough to really understand what's going on ever. <laughs> but and I, and it sounds like it's hard to even if you do watch the whole thing. But um, yeah, I, I would, uh, I would just tack on that it's if you're into just if you just want to see something that is almost I would say an achievement in. Uh, television making uh, check out Westworld for sure because it's very impressive the what they've put together there did I ever uh, did I ever tell you I when I was in LA a few months ago did I, I met a guy that worked on Westworld oh really yeah his job and I'm not making this up his job was to stand at the top of a mountain and with like binoculars and make sure that no like civilians or anything were like gonna drive or walk into the perimeter of where they were shooting Huh. And his only job was to radio down to the set and say if someone was coming. <laughs> he stood up there for like 12 hours a day and did that. Good God. Yeah. It was insane. That was his whole job. So that's the kind of money HBO has. They can pay a guy to just do that. That would suck though. <laughs> yeah, that would be brutal. He was not, he said he was excited. He's excited that his, you know, he's going to have a credit for Westworld and stuff. But like, right. <laughs> but that sucked. <laughs> so I, that has nothing to do with the actual show, but I just thought it was entertaining. But there you have it. It's a uh, it's a uh, a stinker on Supergirl, but a, a recommendation and a high one, I think, on Westworld this week in the TV corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! 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 Uh, finally, let's get over to movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. All right. So, as a as a follow up, because uh, we've talked about it many times, but I think as a hopefully as a final follow up here, um, in terms of the bidding war with uh, Disney and Comcast slash Universal for Fox, the uh, the whole kit and caboodle there. Uh, Disney has countered Comcast's offer. Uh, with, the bid is up to seventy one point three billion dollars now. Good lord! So uh, it includes still stock and. Uh, cash options um, sounds sounds like it's pretty official now. I mean, Fox has wanted Disney to buy them from the from the beginning, uh, from what rumors say. But uh, I it, something that was brought up to me that I hadn't thought about uh, that has actually makes me more towards the Fox side of things or for, towards the Disney side of things buying Fox is that Universal buys if Universal buys Fox. The they're likely to absorb like the independent type studios of Fox into mm-hmm. their focus features, whereas Disney doesn't really have a big independent uh, setting right now other than Miramax, and they don't really make many movies anymore. So they would be likely to keep Fox Searchlight, which is was a big awards studio last year. Mm-hmm. Um, both Three Billboards and uh, Shape of Water were not were both from from Fox Searchlight. So. Um, I'm actually a little bit more happy about this. I don't really care that much about the Fox uh, with the Fox Marvel characters or anything, but uh, it'll be interesting, but uh, much more happy with the independent side. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what all comes of this. It does, from what I've read also, sound like this is probably it. 
um, and Comcast is not likely to top this bid. So, of course, if it's a if it's a checkbook battle you want to get into, don't get into it with Disney. <laughs> right. Um, but I will say, uh, Comcast did just cost <laughs> cost Disney like ten billion dollars <laughs> right. just by putting in a bid. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know, the MCU. Who knows what it's going to look like after the next Avengers movie. Uh, you know, whether or not we'll get a, the X-Men and stuff in there. So Fantastic Four as well. Um, who knows? Yeah, I, I agree with you that I'm I'm hopeful that Fox Searchlight or some version of it will still exist in the Disney universe because I think that's very important. Um, if they somehow dissolved that, I would be very pissed at Disney for killing the independent movies. Um, but yeah, this will be... It's going to be a long process of interweaving the two properties so nothing is going to happen probably overnight. It'll be something that we'll have to keep an eye on for a long time to go yet. Mm. So I have um, two things that kind of relate to the Disney conversation, specifically the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and even more specifically to Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, of course, last year's Spider-Man Homecoming was a fantastic addition to the MCU. Uh, gave us the first full. It sucked. Gave us the first full turn for Tom Holland as Peter Parker slash Spidey. We now have the title for his sequel. Next summer, uh, we have Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, I thought it would be Spider-Man. I feel funny, Mr. Stark. <laughs> uh, Far From Home is the title of the new one. Very ambiguous titling. Uh, it's been said by Kevin Feige that there are multiple meanings to Far From Home. Of course, it does uh, kind of relate to Homecoming from mm-hmm. the previous one. Um, and if you're wondering out there, wait, what? There's going to be another Spider-Man movie? Uh, we're not going to say anything else, but duh, of course. Um, so Far From Home for Spider-Man, the rumors are that it will find, uh, your favorite web slinger in Europe, Mm -hmm. which could be interesting. Something we've never seen on screen, um, let me get your thoughts on this, Seth. They're they announcing the movie. They're announcing the title. They are talking about the plot um, without giving too much away from Infinity War, um, at least explicitly. What are your thoughts on how Marvel is going about the announcement of the Spider-Man and acknowledging that it's coming out as it relates to just everything in the MCU right now? Well, for one, I think we can safely talk about Infinity War. Can we just do it? Can <laughs> yeah, we lift because the, can we lift the spoiler embargo? Hey, I've heard many podcasts do it that are w- way better quality than us. So okay, uh, good. Well, let's uh, just let's do this. There is we're gonna put a spoiler warning. Skip ahead. Uh, I'll try to put a timestamp. Everyone there. has seen it. <laughs> Everyone's probably, of course, two billion dollars worth of people have seen it. But I don't, I don't want to be the one that spoils it for someone. I don't care. So if you haven't seen Infinity War. First of all, go fucking watch it. Yeah. Um, but also... It, it'll just, be out in DVD in a few yeah, weeks, too. Just don't listen to this. Anyway, after the spoiler alert, Spider-Man is dead right now. Yeah. <laughs> or at the very least, not in the plane of existence that we're familiar with uh, on good old Earth-1. So, Spider-Man, uh, for all intents and purposes, as far as we're supposed to know, is dead. But now they're announcing another Spider-Man movie. What are your thoughts on that? Well, they, they've already... Everyone, everyone from the cast of these movies has already come out and said like they'll be back at right. this point. Batista was the first one to do it, and ever since then, uh, James like James Gunn just turned in a script for Guardians Three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, regardless, going back to Spider Man, um, one I, I'm excited for you know maybe going out to New York and kind of seeing how his international flair goes. Um, but two, I also like kind of the, the title in terms of. Uh, 
the far from home thing because there, like Kevin Feige said, there could be multiple meanings. One obviously is, you know, a, the, the literal sense he could be, you know, and, and it'll take place somewhere else. B he's also been to like space now. Mm-hmm. So that's far from home. He's, he's experienced things that are not just home. Um, C there could be, he's like graduating high school. And so like, he's changing in terms of his life. Um, I don't know how old he is in these, but he. That, I, I the thinking, or at least originally, was that each Spidey movie now would take place in a new year of high school. So according to that, he's now a junior in high school. Okay, but I don't know. They could have skipped ahead with. Yeah, the whole... they they may have changed their mind about that, but who knows? Because like the first Spider-Man takes place after the first Avengers, doesn't it? Or that's just when Vulture gets it. Yeah, that's just when Vulture gets his stuff. Is after the first Avengers, right? Homecoming takes place shortly after Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so it could be something like that. Um, and, and then it also could be like, if rumors are to be believed, what we thought would happen in the, in the last Avengers, Tony Stark could potentially die or leave. And uh, with with Stark being his, like his father figure and or his mentor, you know, that could also be like a he's, you know, he's he's growing up now and Stark's he's far from home from what he is used to, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, a lot of changes for Spidey coming up. Um it's going to be interesting, and and who knows? There could be some implications from Avengers four that we're not aware of yet that are going to that are going to tie right in. Uh, I fully suspect that to be the case as well. So lots to come on Spider Man. There's an entire year between now and then, so we shall see uh, more Spider Man news, specifically in the realm of this Sony weird Spidey verse that they have, which includes, of course, Venom, which is going to come out in a couple months. Um, what we just heard actually today is that Jared Leto has been cast in a spin-off Spider-Man movie that will uh, Jared Leto will be playing Morbius the Vampire. Yeah, we talked about Morbius being a spin-off a while back um, on the show and then yeah, so they announced today that Jared Leto's cast. I am not a huge fan of Jared Leto in general, but I do think he could be cool in this role. He mm-hmm. he just has a vamp- vampire look to him. <laughs> I think it could be cool. Now, Morbius as a movie, it seems like an interesting choice to me. I think there's a hundred villains that would make better movies, but I'm not super familiar with Morbius. Um, Jared Leto, of course, doing a little bit of stream crossing here. Of course, we know him from uh, as Joker in the DCEU right now from Suicide Squad. Um, kind of jumping over to the Marvel side, well, the Sony Marvel side, to play Morbius the Vampire. Um, I don't know. Are you a fan of Jared Leto? Would, are you interested in seeing him in more of this kind of comic book stuff? Yeah, I am. I, I actually liked him as Joker. Um, I thought he did, I thought he did a different job. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of an eclectic type guy. Uh-huh. So uh, it'll I think it'll be interesting to see him as as more as Morbius. Uh, I actually remember Morbius from the animated show. Um, he had those. He had the animated Spider Man. Uh, he had like these uh, sucker things on his hand. Yeah, they were gross. That would that would suck the life out of people. And he was sometimes good, sometimes bad type thing. So. He's kind of a he's an interesting character because he does have the, those conflicting sides and all that. So yeah, I think it could be interesting, especially with Jared Leto playing a similar type of eclectic type of person. Yeah, we shall see. Um, I'm not generally a fan of vampires, but I am a fan of Spider Man. So yeah. we'll see how this turns out. Uh, of course, it's going to be a while out yet. Of course, uh, Leto was just cast, but yeah, this whole Spidey verse thing potentially starting to take some shape. Uh, we'll see. The jury's out on whether or not it gets a footing. Uh, of course, Venom will have a lot to say about that here in a couple months. So, Well, something we'd talked about and also I'd heard more about uh, recently is that there's also a movie called Silk in the works. That's right. For for the Sony universe. Um, a character that apparently has already 
appeared in in Homecoming and also I think Infinity War really quickly in the in the bus scene. Um, Silk is a basically a female Spider Man. She was, from what I understand, hearing more about the story, she was bitten by the same spider that uh, that Peter Parker was, and she, instead of her getting out, she was taken by this corporation that took her and trained her and basically kind of helped her held her captive and tested her and uh she is very similar to spider-man she's like faster um she's not as strong she doesn't have the same superhuman strength but she's faster and smarter she's able to diagnose situations more quickly and think faster so uh, it could be an interesting take apparently in the in the because she's only introduced like maybe seven years ago or so okay pretty new character uh, she's a very new character for comics and she in the comics she's rescued by peter parker slash spider-man um, and then they kind of, you know, do crime together, so or fight crime together. So, uh, could be interesting. I actually like the premise a lot, and it'd be interesting to see. She's a she's an Asian American woman as well, so a little bit more diversity. Uh, and if someone like her, uh, someone like the someone who's already appeared in these in these movies, could just get, who was probably just a throwaway thing as like an Easter egg, mm-hmm. she can get her own movie out of it if they cast the same person. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that's gonna be dope. Interesting. You know, you always forget how far ahead MCU is always thinking. So. Um, pretty cool that probably we've already seen in the background uh, the character who is going to be appearing in this movie. I like it. Again, give me all the Spider-Man type stuff that I can that I can get. Um, Silk does sound interesting. Love the diversity. Um, love that we're going to get a different angle. Basically, what this is is how Spider-Man could have gone differently. You know. Yeah. Her name is Cindy Moon, and she actually appeared in the first comic. Uh, her first comic was 2014, so not even. Oh wow! Very new. Yeah. Yeah, this will be good. I'm, I am excited. I did. I saw some uh, some comic art along with the article that uh, was announcing this. So this will be cool. Yeah, Spider Verse. I'm all for it. Um, and this maybe even is more in the MCU, of course, because because you know you mentioned uh, Infinity War and Homecoming is where she's made cameo appearances so far. So I don't know. We'll see. This this whole Phase Four thing is uh, shaping up to be pretty wild uh, for the MCU. So we'll see. Well, kind of in the same comic book realm it was a comic book uh, <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtles had a had a couple movies come out uh from the paramount slash platinum dunes don't forget uh, nickelodeon and nickelodeon um two movies that we i thought we had fun with uh, the I first like both. the first one i think i liked more than the second one but i thought they were both pretty fun mm-hmm. uh they announced they were rebooting them now <laughs> again <laughs> so again with platinum dunes slash paramount slash I don't know if Nickelodeon will be involved with this or not, but so yeah, another reboot. Um, my hope is we get the uh, the live action version with like the the foam suits, <laughs> guys in suits. Yeah, why not just make a third one? <laughs> How much are they really going to change? It was their idea, and the it's the same guys. Mm-hmm. It's not like they even changed studios. That'd be like if if you made a sandwich and I said make another sandwich in twenty minutes. That's the you're not going to change the sandwich. You just made it. Like I don't know. This seems really dumb to me. I who knows? Maybe Michael Bay has some genius creative bullshit up his sleeve. I doubt it. Um, just make a third one. I would way rather. I like the first two. You and I have, uh, mm-hmm. of course, not a lot of folks would agree with us specifically about the second one. Um, but yeah, just make a third one. I the idea of rebooting it seems silly to me. I hate this actually. Oh man, you hate it. It's only been like four, three or four years since the first one. <laughs> And they're going to reboot it? Right. I, I, I don't like it. Well, talking about sequels and offshoots, uh, we got news last week about the Star Wars after the whole uh, 
the whole debacle with Han Solo not making nearly what they thought it would. Uh, they announced that the Star Wars spinoffs will be put on hold. So the only thing that's still really going for sure is the Course Episode Nine coming out next year and then the Ryan Johnson trilogy in terms of movies. I think they're still doing the John Favreau TV series. But um, So your Obi-Wan Kenobis, your... your uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett's, your whatever else they were planning on is on hold for right now. Uh, as a Star Wars nerd over there, how how does this make you feel? Let's talk some therapy. I'm I'm sad because I was really ready for some Boba Fett and, and especially ready for some Obi Wan, which I think might be the next one down the pipe. Um, I'm not I'm not freaking out though because just because they're put on hold doesn't mean anything's canceled. Um, it doesn't sound like that's the indication. I think they're just trying to re-strategize, which I think is the right move. Uh, they need to make some choices in terms of what they want to do with the Star Wars universe. What I like the most about this is that it means that all the best people will now be working on Star Wars 9. And they won't need to spread out their resources. They'll be able to all be working on the thing that's most important. Um, like I said, if Episode 9 is great, I don't care what happens in the other movies. Um, and if all the other movies are great and episode nine sucks, then I'll be pissed. So episode nine is what's important. So everyone should be getting to work on that. And, and I'm not as concerned about the spinoffs. I think that they will happen in time. Uh, what I like about this, though, is that more thought will go into them than has been. Mm -hmm. And so even if we have to wait a little longer, I'm open to it as long as the movies are better. And I liked Solo even. Um, and I think that it's unfair that it's being it's being held to a Star Wars standard that it has to make a billion dollars to be a success. And I think that's unfortunate because it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that this is a minor hiccup. I'm not freaking out just yet. Uh, but I think there's some good stuff to be gained from from kind of just putting stuff on pause for a bit. I agree. I I, I like Solo. I wasn't a huge fan of Rogue One. It was a fine movie. Um, but I, I don't need these. I would much rather see a new story as opposed to something that's already happened. Yeah. I think that's part of part of why I didn't connect to those movies as much because I already know what happens and what's going to happen to these characters. But if we get something kind of new and, and different, I'm much more excited for like a Ryan Johnson trilogy uh, or the people who are doing the Game of Thrones, who the Game of Thrones people are doing some movies as well that was rumored. Uh, I'd much rather see those just because it is new and kind of exciting. So, mm -hmm. well, I got a whole bunch of trailers. And... Trailers and and I am excited for these. Yeah. Because there's one that we watched together that I really enjoyed. And there's a couple others that I've heard a lot of buzz about and I'm excited to get your take on. So yeah, a couple couple trailers, and then one thing I want to kind of discuss uh, at the end here. So, um, do you have any more news? No. Okay. So trailers, they're all they're all kind of surprising to me. But yeah, um, we'll start with the more kind of movies that are coming out later on this year that it might be more awards categories. Surprisingly enough, both have Steve Carell in them. Um, first movie, I, first trailer I saw today is called Beautiful Boy. I don't know if you've heard of this. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> it's a it's an Amazon movie. Comes out in October, starring Steve Carell and Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong. Um, I did hear. I heard. I've heard of this one. Yep, trailer. Yep. The trailer. of The story is Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong has a drug. <laughs> Chalamet, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> has a he has a drug addiction, and uh, Steve Carell is his father, and they. It's based off of a real life people um son and son and father who wrote memoirs and they the the father really wants to help the son and they had a really strong connection throughout the son's entire life uh, but then the son 
has some, he, he doesn't really, it seems like he doesn't really go and go through anything bad. He just has something inside of him that's not there. And he uses drugs to kind of fill that hole. He even says something like the, I have a black hole that I need to find something to fill or something like that. And, uh, it's just in the two minutes. I mean, that's the whole plot, but the two minutes that they show of these scenes and kind of their connection and, and the, the heartache that Steve Carell's going through watching his son is pretty damn strong. It's, it's emotional hold there that you don't get through a lot of trailers. So uh, I'm excited to see this one. Uh, it definitely has like Oscar bait on it, especially with being October. Well, I mean, Timothy Chalamet is in it. Everything Timothy Chalamet has been in for three years has been nominated. <laughs> so right. high hopes for this one. Yeah. He had a bunch of Oscar bait on him and call me by your name. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Guy wasn't, his name wasn't Oscar. Um, but, uh, no, I, I'm very excited for this. I, I mean, Steve Carell has some real serious acting chops. He, it, he was nominated for an Oscar, you know, so people always think of him as Mike, Michael Scott, but, um, he, he, his, his, uh, character in this, in this trailer does a good job. And Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong, he is, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, I mean, he, yeah, like you said, he's, he's, he's a great actor. Um, and his, his performance in, in just the trailer is pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. Moving on to another Steve Carell movie, uh, something I had no idea was coming out, nor did I know was this uh, a type of movie like this existed. Threat Level uh, Midnight. <laughs> yes. I, God, I wish. <laughs> um, no, I bet it happens someday. Maybe. Um, a movie called Welcome to Marwin. Again, based off of a real life story. I think this is based off of a documentary instead of a instead of books. So this is a film directed by Robert Zemeckis and Steve Carell plays this guy who had, I I don't know exactly the time period. I think it's shortly after, see, I can't tell if it's like after world war two, I'd have to rewatch the trailer. I only watched it once, but uh, basically he's beaten up by a bunch of Nazis and left, um, left kind of damaged mentally from it. And he uses like action figures to, kind of express himself because he's having trouble doing that otherwise and these action figures whatever story he's telling with them they they animate them and these action figures look like him so like the movie animates them the stories that he's telling but it's a mix between live action and and these animated dolls and again it's it's him working through these these issues uh leslie mann seems to play a a good supporting part in it with, again, I can't tell if it's like a love interest or whatever, Uh, but it's, uh, it's again, has a really strong emotional uh, brevity to it throughout um, from just from him going through these things and a, the show part of his, the beating that he has. And then, and then B uh, it shows him dealing with that. And, and, and it shows like the trial of these people and, and him having to deal with, the aftermath of it all. So uh, again, something I'm very, very excited to see for the Oscar season. I think that also comes out in October. So, or no, I think that one's November, but still Steve Carell has two of these potential Oscar movies come out within a few months <laughs> towards Oscar season. So oh, he's, doing work. he's pushing, a, he's pushing for a big year. I, that, I don't have, I'm sure it's happened, but I don't remember anytime recently to, an actor being nominated for two movies. I don't, I don't think I, you can. You can't. You can only you have to pick one. Once, yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm excited to see both of these, and I'm I'm. There's a lot of uh, Oscar type movies that are starting to I'm make so their way. I'm so excited for Oscar season. Yeah, I love Oscar season. 
This one, uh, I saw just a tiny clip of it, and the way they're animating the dolls is really cool. It seems yeah. very seamless. Yeah. And, like, it'll really flow in with the... That's an interesting type of storytelling that I'm excited to see how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. Well, one, uh, we got two more left here. Uh, these movies are coming out... Well, I guess one's coming out in November, one's coming out here on July 20th. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this movie, we got a second trailer for The Equalizer 2. You piece of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Equalizer 2, trailer 2. Um, holy crap. <laughs> so we get we get a little bit more of a, a premise slash plot here. We get uh, Denzel's character. He's, he's now kind of like a – he's just helping out everyone. And he's driving for Uber. And he... Is he really? That's yeah. Awesome. Or Lyft. It's Lyft, sorry. But yeah, I mean, it's still ride sharing. And he, he runs into uh, a woman who's clearly been abused. And he goes up to this this hotel with a bunch of dudes and definitely does some work. Um, so we, we get some of that. He's clearly doing the whole, you know, like citizen helping out type thing. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, you just get some sweet, badass action shots. It doesn't give away too much. I mean, that, that's it. You just know he's doing that, and one of his friends dies, and he's doing some avenging and all that stuff. So um, I, I'm very excited. The, the second trailer, I was like, oh, I saw the first one. I'm very, I, you know, it made me excited. And the second trailer showed even more uh, of badass awesomeness. That doesn't give away a whole lot. And I'm like, okay, I'm definitely pumped for this movie. Mm-hmm. So Equalizer 2 is is uh, definitely on my radar and, and up there for – one of my favorite movies coming up for the summer, hopefully. So, Well, there you go. Uh, Equalizer 2, of course, we're going to see that uh, coming up next month. That's On uh, July 20th? On July 20th. And, uh, you know what we're high. not going to go to? We're not going to go to Mamma Mia. I swear to God, I'm not going to Mamma Mia. <laughs> I was going to see it. Now I'm not. <laughs> we'll see that next month. A couple months later, uh, I think the trailer that you saved for last for very good reason. Uh-huh. Creed 2. Creed 2. I got loyalty, you got royalty. <laughs> Creed 2. So a movie that we both were very skeptical about when mm. it was announced. Um, well, I was more excited just because, like, I was excited in a way, like, it's more Rocky stuff and it's going to be stupid fun. Mm-hmm. But then this trailer comes out Oof. and it's going to be serious fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's 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 definitely got the same vibe as the first Creed. It looks, it looks like it shot the same, kind of like that darker darker tone um we get we get some really cool training shots of of apollo or of adonis mm-hmm. almost said apollo uh we get some really heavy moments with the whole dad thing in yep. there with with apollo and uh get some some nice rocky moments too with with him kind of telling them you know the, how this all relates to uh what happened with his dad and of course we know that ivan drago's son is going to be the the opponent in this one the thing that we were worried about was that it would be taken in kind of in a hokey manner with his son being the, the main the main person. But uh, they don't give you a whole lot of that, uh, of his son, just a kind of shot at the end. And you never see Dolph Lundgren as the original Ivan Drago. Uh, it's It looks like they're taking it seriously. So I'm, I'm very excited. So this is one that, and if, if, of course the folks at home who listen regularly know that I don't watch these trailers, but you watched it and... You were excited as fuck. <laughs> Very ex- And you said, I know you don't watch trailers. you got to watch this trailer. 
and I did, and holy shit. <laughs> like, this is this trailer is why I love trailers. Mm-hmm. It got me so, so excited for the movie. It told me just what I needed to know and nothing more. Like, I miss trailers because I saw this one. Yep. And it is, it's so fun. There's a moment in here where they start playing a song by Kendrick, mm-hmm. and it, <clears> I, like, <throat> stood up. I stood up when I saw this. Yeah. And, like, it, it is exciting, and it, you're right. It is in the same vein as the first Creed in terms of mood and... And those things, Adonis is really trying to prove himself here. There's a lot going on between him and Rocky, of course, uh, if you're aware of of Apollo's story from uh, Rocky IV. So this is, I'm very excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. I, like you said, I came in skeptical. I expected it to be kind of hokey, but it seems like this is going to hit hard, pun intended. <laughs> and uh, I'm very, very excited to see where they do, how they do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would probably recommend not watching the next trailer. Just stick with this one. Uh, I'm assuming the next trailer will give more, and you'll probably see Dolph Lundgren and all that stuff. Yeah, but, I've seen enough. I'll be there night one. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm I'm super pumped, and this is a movie that has definitely shot up um, on my most anticipated of the rest of the year. Uh, again, it comes out in November, so it comes out around the time that the other Oscar movies are coming out. Um, I don't know. It, even with how good it looks, I don't know if it'll be something that'll get awards consideration. You often don't see sequels get that. Um and, and Sly got his recognition last year and all that stuff. So who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe their performances are that great, but I'm not expecting a whole lot in terms of that department. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for trailers. Uh, don't forget, folks, we did a lot of trailers today. You can link to all of those in the description box down below. Watch them for yourself. Let us know what you think. Hit us up at underscore Cody Michael, at Seth O. Ott, and at Soko Show Pod. Uh, which of these movies are you excited for? For us, it's Creed 2. But uh, tell us what you tell us what you think of the other ones. Uh, you think Steve Carell is going to get an Oscar? All of that stuff. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and, and let us know what you think. All right. So one thing that I did kind of want to talk about, something that's kind of annoyed me over the last uh, couple days or I guess week or so now since it's been announced. So AMC Stubbs, AMC has released their subscription yeah, okay, service, yeah. AMC Stubbs Plus or, or A Plus or something like that. I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, $20 a month as opposed to the movie pass, $10 a month. You get to see three movies a week includes premium formatting and includes advanced tickets as well. So pretty, I mean, it's still a pretty good deal, right? Um, Movie Pass, of course, is the $10 a month, one a day, uh, no premium formats. They are now introducing surge pricing for certain movies, anywhere from $2 to $6 per month. They are thinking about, they're going to be introducing the premium screen screenings as well. It sounds like there's one other benefit. I can't remember, but still no advanced ticketing. Um, Since then though, so Movie Pass is... Not doing well financially, of course, um, with their whole layout uh, and model. Uh, we've talked about kind of like the the money they have stacked away in the past, so they'll they'll be around for a bit still. But their shares, their their stock price is like twenty five cents a share right now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think today it hit the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. So and it's the parent company. It's not actual Movie Pass itself. Right. Um, but this has sparked a lot of debate recently. So everyone pretty much hates Movie Passes um, customer service. Uh, everyone hates the the way they're doing their whole movies thing with like Gotti that they have a controlling interest in. They they uh-huh. did kind of a smear campaign, and I agree with that. I mean, they they aren't pulling it very smart. Um, the thing I can't stand right now though is the fact that people are basically just like, well, I, just because Movie Pass is they're doing these stupid things, I'm just gonna get rid of them. It's like. So you're going to deprive yourself of cheap movie tickets. Yeah. And they're they're basically like, I've seen this continuously and I've heard it on podcasts that like, movie pass is garbage, I'm just not using it. But 
a lot of these people, A, have never had it. Right. I've never had movie pass. They're just saying it because the the reputation they have, which is a part of business. Yeah, I agree. But at, at the same time, it's like the most most of the people who have had it have never had an issue. Yeah, I've had like maybe one issue because of the app was down, and then people are continuously saying it's going to fail, it's going to fail. Which I agree. I don't think it's going to be around for a long time, but you don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this will be gone in a few months. You don't fucking know that. People said that about Netflix. Yeah, people said about people said about a lot of stuff, and. I'm just sick of people giving their their two cents that's not warranted in this case versus like the the AMC thing, which I do think is more more sustainable, mm-hmm. but it's more expensive. It's ten dollars mm-hmm. more a month for not much more, you know, and, and in a lot of cases less. Um, but I, I'm just sick of these people doing this over and over and over again and really making people who have movie pass feel like they have a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it saved me hundreds of dollars we saved a shitload of money literally hundreds of dollars i've saved from well, okay Pass. let's just put it uh put some math to it roughly we've seen probably about 30 movies a piece over the course of this year right just 2018 yeah and it is uh it's the sixth month so we've paid 60 dollars mm-hmm. to see 30 movies mm-hmm. 30 movies uh at lowballing is ten dollars a time mm-hmm so that's $300, and we paid 60 So we've, right. we've saved $240 a piece. And I've had it for about a year now. Yeah. That's so, just in 2018 for us. Yeah. So it's just like the, the fact that really the thing that's bothering me is is the people that are just like, you should get rid of MoviePass. You should get rid of MoviePass. You should get rid of MoviePass. It's like, fucking why? Ride it, till, ride it until it sinks. Yeah. Because once it sinks, what are they going to do? I'm not. I'm not liable for any of their shit. Right. So yeah, I'm gonna. I'm yeah. I'm they're, they're not making you pay back all the money you spent on movies. Exactly. You, you know. So the the people who are just are giving shit to people who have it, who enjoy it, and who have used it, and telling them just to get rid of it. There, there's no point in doing that. You're stupid. Because if you would have done that with the Netflix thing, <laughs> yeah. Um, we wouldn't have Netflix. So people, shut the hell up. This is a soapbox. <laughs> Seth is on a soapbox again today, and I, I am up there with you. I agree. Yeah. It's tight up here on the soapbox. But, yeah, it, what, do you, what is there to lose for you as a consumer mm-hmm. by continuing to take advantage of? And I agree it's not a wise business model. And right. I, I don't agree with a lot of the things MoviePass does, but it's still cheap, and it still saves me a shitload of money. Yeah. Now, for us in our market, the AMC program is not something that's really suitable for us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in a location where there is a good AMC theater, then something definitely to consider, mm-hmm. I think. Um you know, you could maybe get some value, a lot of value out of that that you might not be able to get with MoviePass. But, you know, that's a person by person thing. But in general, yeah, if you're a MoviePass subscriber and you're using it, don't let anyone tell you not to use Like, just do it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, it's dumb. It'd be dumb of you. You're giving away free shit if you stop using it. And a lot of a lot of people who have talked about it um, that I've heard in podcasts and stuff are from L.A. Mm-hmm. And they have more options. Like, with their AMC, they have, like, with the, because it, it is IMAX. The, the premium thing with the AMC is like IMAX, 3D, True. the ultra screens, the D-Box things. So it is worth it in that case. $20 to see all those movies in like an IMAX or D-Box thing. You go to two a month and you've paid for it. Yeah. So yeah. It, and But then at the same time they're saying, get rid of MoviePass. Get rid of MoviePass. It's like, shut the hell up. Yeah. You know? Um, but here's the thing too. Guess what happens if MoviePass fails? I can get AMC stubs. Yeah. I can buy that. Yeah. And I'm still and, and again that'll save me money still. I'll just go to all my movies at AMC, but it's not I mean, I'm still saving way more money with MoviePass. Uh-huh. So I think what we're seeing with MoviePass is they were the first to market with this idea. And regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not they survive, they they did this. Mm-hmm. And 
whatever in five years, this will be the landscape for movie theaters. Right. Everyone will be doing this. The subscription. You'll be it'll be subscription based. You can go to X movies a month. This is how every movie theater. Is All going the major to be in five chains. Years. I don't see like an art house type thing doing Probably, it. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. All the major, your Regal is going to do it. AMC is going to do they've it. Already, Marcus is going to do it. They've already started to talk about it publicly. Regal yeah. has. Uh, I hope Marcus does it. Yeah. Everybody's going to be doing this five years from now. MoviePass, for better or worse, was first to market. Have they made mistakes? Yes. Will they survive? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they did leave a huge impact on the movie industry and will continue to do so. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're still the lowest price and they they still have... Um, they still have a good interface on the app for the most part. I've never had an issue with it. I've so, had a couple where the, the app was down when I went to go buy a ticket mm-hmm. or um, like I went to when I went to First Reformed, they didn't have – and this wasn't their fault. This is actually the theater's fault. But like a smaller – it was a small art house theater. They didn't have the showtimes uploaded yet. Okay. So, I mean, I've had those issues. But as a whole, um, yeah, I mean, there, it's – A, it's a new thing mm-hmm. still. And so they work out the kinks, and I think people are just very quick, especially in the world we live in today. People are very quick to, when something goes wrong, they say, fuck it, I'm done. And then they just get rid of something that could save them a lot of money or really, if more people get behind it, could change a whole lot and help a lot of people. Yeah. And you and I are going to be, we're going to be on MoviePass until either it fails or we can get the same or better for less money. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Yeah, don't don't let the don't let the zeitgeist like or not the zeitgeist. That's a douchey thing to say, but like, don't let all the Twitter people talk you out of using MoviePass. If you like MoviePass and you're using it, keep using it because mm-hmm. people like us who are going to stick around will keep it alive. And I think it's important that MoviePass stays around mm-hmm. because they're independent of these large theater chains. If if MoviePass were to go away and it's only the large theater chains, it's going to be more expensive, you know. And you're talking about the big, you know, the big brother, big corporations. Uh, controlling stuff. And mm-hmm. I think MoviePass is making a lot of waves in a good way. Um, and I'm appreciative of them. And again, I, I, I repeat, I've not been a big fan of some of their, their business model yeah. or what they've done. I have issues with some of the choices that they've made, but it's still saving me a fuckload of money. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a it's a great product. It's a stupid company. Um, I, I think Mitchell, the CEO, is not a bright man um, in terms of his his public relations and his like his advertising and things like that. But in terms of, of his ingenuity as a, as a business owner and, and creating these ideas, um, he's much better at that. So, yeah, cause he was, he, he co-created Netflix too. So it's not, you know, he's, he's smart. He's just not great publicly. Yeah. We'll see Uh movie pass is never not in the news. So uh, more to come on that. And who knows? Uh, they, they seem to be stubborn and they're not going to go away. I think for a long, I think for a while. I, I don't think in the next week or two weeks or whatever, you know, regardless of what you might read online. Yeah. I think MoviePass is here for a while. So, um, yeah, for us, you know, as long as it's here, we're, we're using it. So right. let us know what you guys think of MoviePass. Uh, all the Twitter handles you're going to find in the box down below. I mentioned, mentioned them a second ago. Uh, also, uh, if you want to write a longer bit, go on uh, socoshow91 at gmail.com. Send us a note there. Uh, Don't forget, as always, subscribe wherever it is you may be listening so you can get the newest episodes every Friday morning. For those on Android, uh, Google has launched their podcast app as well. So I didn't even know that. Yeah, I just downloaded it today and we are on there. So um, definitely subscribe there. It's not a it doesn't have it's very the interface is nice, but there's not like a there's not a whole lot of uh, like options on it right now. Mm -hmm. So like you can't like share the link through it or anything, but. Um, you can definitely subscribe through there and download through there and 
and all that. So Very good. One more new place to subscribe. I'll include a link in the description down below. Also, no, you won't. There's no link options. Like I said, you can't share it. You can't link to the... Oh, you can't? <laughs> I couldn't find a link Okay, at all. well, no link. But if you download the <laughs> Apple or the Android podcast app, uh, you can check that out as well. Don't forget to hit us up on YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. Where you can find all new episodes of The Ride Home. Uh, Credibles and American Animals up. Uh, if not by the time this uh, podcast goes up, then very shortly after. So make sure you're checking those out as well as... Jared's reviews. He did just put up another retro JB classic. Oh yeah, that's pretty good for Jurassic Park. We're actually going to link directly to that, so you can check that one out. Uh, Jared doing the Lord's work over there with all of the latest reviews and trailer reactions. As always, it seems like the dude never sleeps. I don't know how he finds it. <laughs> well, this has been a very special episode number fifty of the SoCo Show, and uh, we just want to give a special shout-out to those who have listened uh, to all 50 episodes or nearly that. Uh, thank you for spending your time with us. Uh, much more SoCo Show to come. This, for the final week, I'm nervous to hear what I'm going to call myself next week. <laughs> this has been Squirrel Nuts, joined by Seth Ott, and we will see you next week. Bye, Squirrel Nuts. <laughs> I'm never going to forgive you for this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>